For any Yankee fans looking for a podcast to listen to, I suggest you check out NYY Sports Talk. Are you listening? Tune into the fellas. Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. There's no BS, there's no drama. Uh. Just feel like you with the fellas talking baseball. Welcome back. This is episode 244 of the NYYST podcast. I'm your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. Yo. And SGR. Oh, what up? We can I go hard it. with the Pirates R. I mean, it's very appropriate today. Yes, yeah, is. we got their stud pitcher, right? We'll get into that in a little bit. We're recording here Monday night. The Yankees are off. They just had another fucking disaster up in Fenway <laughs> Park, which we'll, we'll, which we'll uh. definitely get into in a few minutes. But do the bookkeeping first. Please go to patreon.com slash NYYST. Support the show. $5 a month gets you exclusive content. Uh, unfortunately, no, uh, there was no exclusive content last week. I have to take the blame for that one. I was uh, on the I.L., uh, so uh, we'll uh, we'll be back this week. Uh, the Yankees are in Tampa, so we'll uh, we'll definitely have some reaction shows to that. And uh, go to Apple Podcasts, uh, leave us a five star rating review. You know, help push your boys up the charts here. Let's go. Uh, there's not much else to be rooting for right now, but you know, if you you love this show, Patreon.com/slash NYYST Apple Podcasts is a way to keep the show going for 2022. And follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Just take all your energy that you'd normally put towards loving the Yankees and just I'm good at that now. And just direct it towards us. You are very good at that, man. I gotta say. Yeah, I, you you become like, very I'm very sorry good. it took you having to pat yourself on the back before I complimented you. But uh next time I'll I'll make sure to to blow up your head a little more than it already is. No, you can don't anything with you blowing in my head, let's let's avoid that, okay? No problem. Oh, whoa. Whoa. So uh, <clears throat> the Yankees are just, uh, I don't, I don't think we need any fluff today. Let's just get right into yeah, what we need to get into here. Uh, Chris made a great point when I asked him about these Tuesday shows that we've been doing. And uh, he said, when the Yankees have a good week, we get good review. When we, we get good downloads, when they have a good, when they have a bad week, we get bad downloads. And this was another bad week for the Yankees. Um, we talked about all the COVID shit last week. The Yankees, you know, they basically came out and took care of business. Uh, through the middle of the week, they won the two games against the Phillies. Some of it wasn't pretty, but they got the job done. You head to Boston. Hey, you know what? We said to ourselves, if you want to be serious players for this division, you had to take three out of four. You knew that was almost kind of impossible based on where this team was. You know, you want to use the term physically, well, who they're missing. So you said, hey, hey, you know what? You got Garrett Cole pitching. If you can find a way to win two games in a series, you split. It's not. I mean, where they are, it wasn't a good thing if they split. But it wasn't. It wouldn't have made you feel terrible about the weekend. But then the Yankees come out Thursday. They take. They have a, a lead and they blow it. And then Garrett Cole flat runs out of gas on. Friday night because Rafael Devers and Xander Bogarts are literally impossible to get out. Even when you get them out, you how many times this year have we seen the Yankees up 0-2 on Devers, on Bogarts, 
And before you know it, it's 3-2. It's a 12-pitch at bat. I mean, these are... They, these guys literally sucked the life out of you, and that was, a, that was a benchmark of the really good Yankee teams is that they were able to do that to you. And now the Red Sox have kind of flipped it, and they do that to the Yankees. And then Saturday, the Yankees flip it. They, they win a game they had no business winning. And, they, I mean, you saw the, the way they scored in the eighth inning. Dink, dunk, dink, dunk. I mean, you know, <clears throat> it, was a, it was a couple of decently hit balls there. But so they get a game that they had no business winning. And then yesterday, Domingo Herman takes a no-hitter into the eighth inning. And before you even have a chance to realize what's happening, the Yankees lost the game. So instead of really breaking down piece by piece what happened, a lot of what happened this this past week is centered around Aaron Boone in the bullpen. So I think that's what we need to focus in on today is did Aaron Boone's managing cost the Yankees these two games or did the bullpen cost the Yankees these two games? So I want to start with Thursday's game, okay? I don't remember. I, I got to be honest with you. I don't remember the exact score. It's been four friggin' days already. I got, I, I mean, we went out Friday night for my wife's birthday. Happy birthday to my wife, even though she doesn't listen to the show anymore because she hates us. Happy birthday, specifically. Um, Happy birthday. I'm second. It was four to one. You're second. It was four to one. It was four to one. Okay. It was four to one, right? I couldn't no. remember it was three to one. No, no. Sorry. It was three to one. Then the Yankees took a four to three lead in the tenth. We... No, no, I want to talk about specifically. First. Okay, so it was three to one when Green came in. If that's what you're getting at, it was it three to one. Yes. Okay, it was three to one when Chad Green comes in. All right, let's start the show here. Actually, let's start the show here. All right. Do you guys want to say who you blame first, or do you want to work through everything? Let's work through it. I'm... Let's work through okay. it so we can ref- get a little refreshies. Okay. So the Yankees bullpen is depleted coming into uh, Thursday's game. He's got no Britain, no Chapman. Loisaga is still on the COVID list, mm-hmm. right? So we're saying to ourselves, and correct me if I'm wrong, Aaron Boone's got one job in that game. He's got to get the ball to Chad Greenwood a lead in the ninth inning, correct? Correct. Now, depleted bullpen. He he has Luis Sessa setting up the game. He has Luis Sessa setting it up in as a setup guy. Eighth inning, blows through the Red Sox. Five pitches. Five pitches. Five pitches. Probably the best inning he's thrown as a New York Yankee. Correct. Do you ever give any thought to no. leaving Luis Sessa in the game? No. And if no, you say yes, if you say yes, you're a fucking pathological liar. If you say yes, you're a pathological liar. End of story. Don't need to hear anything else. You are a pathological fucking liar, and no one should trust you. If you t- sit there and honestly look someone <laughs> in the fucking face, look him in the eyes and say, "I would have kept Loisica. I would have kept Luis Sessa in that game Sessa. over over a rested and ready to go Chad Green." End of story. All right, because <clears throat> I believe if it was the day before we were having to deal with the issue of not having Chad Green available, right? Correct. Yeah. Everybody, All right. So Chad Green's available. He is your best option out of the bullpen. He blows the game. Mm-hmm. 
Did Aaron Boone make a mistake not, quote, reading the room and seeing how dominant Luis Sessa was in that spot and not letting him take the ball for the ninth inning? No, and can I just go a little deeper into that? You kind of touched on it. You kind of touched on it. I'll go go fucking balls deep right now. Um, You kind of touched on it. You know, I hate game. I hate when there's a blueprint for a game as far as not so much like here's my goals, but more in a sense of like this guy can't pitch more than, you know, one inning because he's pitched whatever, or we need to, we need to, you know, I don't even know. I hate the blueprints of like, this guy's not available because he can't go over budget on innings or, you know, I need to sit Gary on July 15th because that's just his day. I hate those types of blueprints. However, there are goals for each game and you have to look at who's available. And the goal, just like Christian said, was how can I, how can I bridge this gap and get the ball to Chad Green with a lead in the ninth? And that's exactly what this team did. Now, anything that happens after that, I'm not saying that you can't blame Boone for, but everything from there on out, the ultimate blame comes down to the guy who didn't do the job. And that was Chad Green. After that, it's a it's just more of like, well, fuck you. Like, I can, who can I rely on at this point? And so Chad Green comes in in the ninth with a lead, and that's what you wanted, and he fucking blows it. And it was heartbreaking because this team had been looking really good, and you were thinking you're going into Fenway Park and you're going to take the first game. And how many of that in a row would, would that have been? Five? That would have been fi- five. 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 Because they had the last two against Boston at Yankee Stadium. They had two against the Phillies, which those were two games that, you know, this team fought. They didn't look great uh, in the one game. I, I can't remember the other, but, you know, they weren't really putting up runs in that second game. And they kind of came to life later in the game and, and found a way to win. And then, like I said, it's a 3-1 game. Yankees have the lead and they hand the ball over to Chad Green in the ninth. And you're feeling really optimistic again about this team. All I'm going to say is that there is, you cannot real, you cannot tell me with a straight face that you want Chad Green to pitch the ninth inning. You cannot tell me that you don't want him to pitch the ninth. That you that you do want him to pitch the ninth inning. You can't tell me what a straight face you want Ch- uh, that you want Luis Sessa pitching in the ninth yeah, inning. Yeah, you said Chad, said Green. Chad Green. Okay, sh- Luis Sessa. You can't say it with a straight face. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. If you're saying that, it, look, if you're saying it before the outcome, I still then I then I think will, you're. I still think at you're least, wrong. Right, exactly. I still think you're out of your fucking mind at that point. But here's the pro- here's here's what my issue is. Who's think about it over the last couple of years? Who do Yankee fi- like nondescript people that shouldn't have any anger directed towards them because they're literal they're nobodies on this team? Who's had more hatred spewed towards him than Luis Sessa? No one. I hate his guts and now on he- random days when they're not even playing. I usually just hate. And Luis now Sessa. he's the guy. Right now he's the guy to close out a crucial game in Boston right. when one of your best relievers for the past five years has been Chad Green. 
It beca- that's never Luis says because here's the problem. Here's the problem. He gets through a five pitch inning, right? And everyone yeah. forgets the moment, right? Because here's any rational fan who pays attention to this team over the last however many years. When Luis Sessa comes in, in the eighth inning in a 3-1 game at Fenway Park against a team that is just beating everybody and you're eight games out of first place, and he throws five pitches, it's not a, ooh, he's fucking dominant tonight. Let's leave him out there. It's a, ooh, thank God. Thank God we got through that in five pitches and he didn't blow up this fucking game. Now we can hand the ball over to Chad Green. It's a relief that he got out of that. It's not it's, an thank encouragement. Thank you very much, and you move on. Yes, right. You don't it. push that envelope. No. I'm sorry. I, you know, personally, to be completely honest, and I didn't tweet this, I'm really surprised Boone didn't try to get two innings out of Chad Green in that game. I'm right. Honestly, I was very surprised he didn't try to go for a six-out save with Green. Yeah. He, he, he could have. People always like to... People always like to use this term with Aaron Boone, stealing outs. He fucking stole three outs from Luis Sessa. You don't push that envelope any further. Let's say he. I'm sorry. Let's say he gets through that inning, right? And and some people were tired. They fell asleep in the seventh, and you know because it was a rain delay. Right, rain got delay. Over it was like one late, o'clock in the morning. Right, people are asleep. They go and check the box score, and they go to the eighth inning play by play. Wow. Uh, he looked good, whatever, and uh, and they're going, and then they see that the Yankees lost in the ninth, and Luis Sessa was on the mound when it happened, and Chad Green never pitched in the game. What do you think those same exactly. people are saying? How, how does Aaron Boone... How does Aaron Boone explain that he lost the game with Chad Green in the bullpen? Right. When you make the right move, and it and the outcome is is a negative one, that takes the blame off Boone there. I'm sorry. Every single time. That is the right move every single time is to bring in a Chad Green when he's available and ready to go. So I think we're all in agreement. And I don't know. I haven't. Ryan, do you have any differing opinion there? No, it's just a case of a guy who didn't do his job. You look at the guys in the lineup that he even faced in that inning. He, he started the inning striking out Christian Vasquez right away. And then he faced the bottom of the lineup. Verdugo comes through. Then Bobby Dalbeck comes through. Uh, and these guys score from, with the bottom of their lineup. You take Chad Green in that scenario every single time. Do or, we know whoever's right. the best available? And he was the best available. How many years is Verdugo with the Red Sox? This will be his second uh, or third no, no, no. Year? How many? How many years? Oh, uh, well, he's just he's he's under team control for probably another four, four more years. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't I, I have a feeling. Yet, so. I have a no. feeling we're gonna hate his guts. I already for, hate his for guts. three to four years. Yeah. I'm just saying total. We will hate that man's guts every second he we have to see him face. The I think Yankees. he's I I think he's a good ball player, and I also think he's kind of a prick. So yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, he's that's, just the perfect Red Sox to hate. Uh, he's a perfect Red Sox. You said you said the you said it all right there. He's the perfect Red Sox. Yeah, he's a good grinding, grind them out ball player, and he's a fucking piece of garbage. Yeah, fuck mm-hmm. as as a Yankee to a Yankee fan, like he's just one of those scummy. How soft? Fucking- has, how soft have we gotten that? There's Yankee fans like defending Verdugo because he seems cool, because he hangs with the fans. Fuck him. Yeah, like, well, fuck got him, you. He's gonna get batteries thrown at him one day. Good. Like fucking John Rocker. You remember that? Yeah, I remember John Rocker. That fucking anyway, maniac. So- Oh, there's a lot of other things you can call John Rocker too. So. Mm. Anyway, so 
Jack Green escapes the ninth by when I say escape, the game's not over. It's a tie game. Yankees go to the tenth inning. They scratch out a run, and then Brooks Krisky happens. Do we know now, who was available at that time? Yes, I do. That's why I want to work through this with you because the previous night, Brooks Krisky got the Yankees into the tenth inning, still tied. He pitched a big inning mm-hmm. for the Yankees in the tenth inning. Now. The other option I believe available, I know Justin Wilson for a fact was available. I'm not sure if anybody else was out, but Brady yeah. could have been. But I know but there was three Wilson righties coming up. There was right. three righties coming up, and that's so, what had to have decided. Is it a case of Boone seeing what Krisky did the night before and hoping to maybe ride a bit hot hand here because especially when your other option is Justin Wilson, tell me where he's supposed to go there. And I'm not being a, I'm not being combative here when people are saying, how the fuck could you pitch Krisky? Where, where does Aaron Boone go in that situation? Okay. So let me just start by saying this. Like I said before, anything after the ninth inning where Chad green doesn't do his job. I'm not saying we can't criticize Boone here. And say that maybe he made the wrong decisions. But ultimately, the blame stops at Chad Green if they lose that game. It, it just it, it ends right there. It's Chad Green's right. game to lose. Yes. Um, that being he said, blew he blew it. He blew it. That being said, I think I'd be I think I'd be hypocritical if I sat here and said he should have went to Justin Wilson. Because I hate when fans I can't stand when fans forget that just a, two weeks ago, like, yeah, Justin Wilson has come out and done a pretty decent job over the last couple times he's been out. But people forget that two weeks ago, we were we were calling for the guy's head and said we never wanted him to pitch f- for the Yankees for the rest of his life. And now we're going to blame Boone. Like, they didn't even want him back at old-timers day. I literally, I, I just didn't ever want to see his face again. So I can't, I'd be hypocritical if I said to go with Justin Wilson. Um, that it was the wrong move not to. Now, if I had to break it down, just giving my opinion and not saying what's necessarily right or wrong, um, I probably do go to Justin Wilson just based on the fact that he's a lot more experienced. He's been in he's been in this league for a long time, and I just have a little more faith in a guy in that situation who has done this a lot more than a guy like Brooks Krisky. Okay, but like I said, you take nothing from what Krisky did the night before, pitched a clean 10th inning. And that's what Boone was trying to get out of him again. Is it a situation with Sessa? Like we said, you don't push it any further. You got what you got out of him, and you don't try for more. That he got one game. He got Krisky to give him one game that you don't put it that well again in that situation. Well, I'll say this because I like when I eval- when I analyze stuff like this, I like to try and go back to my mindset of when it was happening. I hated Krisky coming into the game, and I and I was under the impression that Wilson was the only other guy, but I wasn't positive at the time. And I think one of the announcers said, "What about Wilson?" Something like that. And in my head, I was just like, "All right, I mean, if Wilson's the only other guy, then it's kind of just picking out of a hat for me at that point. Like it's kind of just like." Take it or leave it. I, I can't sit here and 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 fucking kill Boone over choosing Krisky over fucking Justin Wilson. I mean it's like it's like choosing fucking 
to snort a fucking line of uh, meth or to shoot up heroin at that point. It's like both of them are probably going to kill you. It doesn't matter. Just pick whichever one you want to have more fun with. All right. <laughs> the problem with Bruce Krisky is he sucks. literally, yeah, well, he sucks and that uh, he allowed the, the tying run to score without putting a ball in play. <laughs> I didn't like his demeanor on the mound. I, I, I didn't really fully like see it the night before, but he just looked scared. And when a guy looks scared like that, I don't know. I just I knew it. But at here's that point. what the problem is, and this is I and this is what we'll get into with Sunday's game, right? Once a guy's on the mound, he's got to pitch the three batters. There's People nothing keep you can it. do with that. You there's nothing right. you can do about it. Mm-hmm. And here's an here's another thing I want to go back to, right? And now with the benefit of hindsight, Garrett Cole got knocked down in the fifth inning, right? So it is what it is. But there's another thing we I heard from fans. And again, I don't want to turn this into an us versus the fans thing, but I want to debate a lot of points that the fans were making on Twitter the last couple of days. Instead of just fighting everybody, I feel like this is a good platform to get it all out and us to work through some of this stuff. Is, well, if Sessa threw five pitches and... We could have saved Chad Green for Saturday or Friday. I'm sorry, Friday. My whole point in that is that, number one, you have Garrett Cole on the mound on on Friday. You should not be worried about saving any bullpen pieces when your ace is on the mound because realistically, in your mind, you should be expecting seven, eight innings from your ace. So you shouldn't be worried about who would be, quote, I guess, third on your depth chart being saved for that game. And number two... You knew you had Britain and Chapman available for Friday's game. So why are you worried about saving Chad Green for Friday's game? And can I just say something else to you? Well, Two that? nights before, I was pissed off that the Yankees were saving Chad Green for Thursday night's game. And guess what everyone told me? No, he's got to do that. He's got to be. He's got to be ready for the Boston series tomorrow. It was a smart move. Why were they telling me that? Oh, because it worked out for the Yankees, and they still won the game Wednesday. So all of a sudden, all these people are coming out like, no, it was a good idea to save him. And now they want to save him again? Because because why? Because he came in and he fucking blew it? Obviously, saving right. him oh, wouldn't be good. He wasn't effective. So what I mean, I don't like about What I don't like about a lot of what we're talking about here is that it's all after the fact. There might have been one person that said Sessa in, and you're still wrong, in my opinion, uh, even though we know what happened. Still wrong if you said ahead of the fact that Sessa should pitch the ninth inning. You can't go back in time and say, well, Boone's a moron for not sticking with Luis Sessa because, yeah, you don't know what the outcome would have been. You just know that the outcome was that Chad Green blew the game. The the Yankees and, Aaron, and I don't go ahead, Ryan. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna I was just gonna say that the Yankees aren't in a position to plan for the next day. They're not they even. What are you even talking about? That you could even think about? Oh, let's think. Let's plan for tomorrow night's game when we're in the seventh inning or eighth inning of the, of today's game. They're no, they can't. In fourth place. They can't. There is no tomorrow at this you, point. You they got to win every ahead. game. They got to win every game out there. They got to win which every is, inning. Which is, you gotta, again, one which is surprised me that they didn't drive six outs for Chad Green. I thought that was going to be Boone's move on Saturday. Yeah, see, I think that's where I think that's where the argument is, is that forget about Sessa's fucking 
near immaculate inning. Fucking, it, it's it's the fact that Chad Green maybe should have been a two inning guy, and then when he if he were to blow it in that sense, then at least you have Sessa to come in and and try to, uh, you know, maybe the Yankees could squeak one out a little bit instead of Brooks Krisky. Yeah, and that's where I mean, you look you, back. If you're maybe, gonna make that argument, right, you just go back to that time, you know, and just say in that <coughs> excuse me in that moment, Chad Green's available. You're probably fighting Boone to go to Green instead of Sessa there, and then it works out. So you sit back and you say, okay, you know, maybe Green was the right move to go for two innings, but but you know, Sessa got the job done, whatever. And then you don't say anything well, about it. No one's online. Basically, no one's going online who thought Green should have been in. And after after Sessa's inning, going and tweeting, fucked up move, man. Green should have been in. No, because it worked out. So people keep their mouth shut. They only talk when when shit doesn't work out, even when it's the right move right. to make. Yeah, because that would. But been I what can't. I really would like to know, like, if you gave everybody on on Twitter like truth serum that said Boone's stupid, you stay, you stick with Green. What's the percentage of people that did not think that until Green blew the game? Ninety nine percent. Close. Honestly, to you mean you keep calling I, Sessa Green. Stick with Sessa. No, there were. I did see a few people. Just to give a few people credit, I did see a few people, and in my head when I read it, I just went, "They just don't understand. They just don't understand that that's your goal is to get to green, and you did that right with a lead. You did it. You get to your best, your best pitcher. Yeah, your best available pitcher. You can't lose that game with your best available pitcher sitting no, in the bullpen, leave, sitting on his fucking hands. Cannot, you can't lose that game with Chad Green in the bullpen. You that can't, cannot you know, happen. I you know, I would have left Chad Green in the bullpen. <laughs> Did he say that after the game? No, I'm just kind of giving a Zach Britton reference to when he didn't bring in Britton in, in that <laughs> yeah. wild card game. You know, I, I would have left Sessa in. He's a good pitcher. Fuck him. <sighs> Look. We we've been I think we've been pretty fair about how we've uh, assessed Boone this year and saying that if the Yankees don't win the World Series, which I mean, let's face it, it's it's not going to happen, right? World Series, okay. He's got to go. He's got to go. I think we've been pretty fair and sticking with that, but also I'm trying to be fair in evaluating him day by. Sure, you your mic cut out. And now you're frozen. Okay, now now try. Now try and talk. Day by day. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear yeah. me? Yeah. All right. So I can literally defend everything that he did in that game on Thursday night. You want to argue Krisky Wilson? I mean, like you said, Chris, it's like, would you rather get fucking hit in the head and murdered with a hockey stick or right. a baseball bat? You're right. dying either way. <laughs> it's like, what, which one might be a little less painful to die with, right? Right. Okay. And it's I like you choose the play. hockey stick because it might break on impact and maybe you get lucky and, and you save your life. But you're definitely not choosing the baseball bat. Right. So I can defend everything he did up until that point in that game. How can I re- How can I keep – what's the word I'm looking for? How can I keep credibility on this show and, and somebody that offers an opinion on the Yankees – Defending Aaron Boone if he leaves Chad Green in the fucking bullpen on Thursday night. You can't if they lose. Exactly. Assuming the exactly. same outcome. Exactly. You can't. 
Right. You can't because I, I texted this to you and I'm not going to go in depth of what I said, but regardless of outcome, there's there's right and wrong decisions in life. And sometimes we make the right decision and it, and you get a negative outcome. But the right decision is the responsible decision. Now, sometimes we make bad decisions off of our gut and and the, we get a positive outcome. That's called luck. Do we want do we want Aaron Boone managing with luck right now or do we want him managing making the right decisions and leaving it up to the players to do their job? I mm. I I'll take the latter there. Because guess what? Yeah, I mean, Chad Green should be good enough to get through that inning. Ultimately, you want your manager to make the right decisions and if the players don't come through, the players don't come through. It sucks, but you want a guy making the right calls. Right, because you want to at least know that the manager is not the one preventing the team from getting their best players out there and and trying to win a ball game. Okay, you can't sit there and say, yeah, well, maybe if fucking Boom would have put our best reliever in at the time, then we would have won. You can't say that. You got to, as a manager, you want your manager to be putting your team in the best position to win. And regardless of, of, of the outcome there, Chad Green is 100 out of 100 times being the only available pitcher, he is the move. And Boone made the right move, and you got to give your manager credit there. You can't just rip him because of the outcome at that point. All right. So are we good on Thursday? Yes. All right. So Friday, they lose. Cole runs out of gas. He was really good for a few innings, and the Red Sox just wore him out. And you know what? I don't want to get in, into in-depth on Friday, but maybe Garrett Cole – could get a couple runs of support so he doesn't have to feel like every pitch is life and death. I get it. He's the ace. He's a $36 million man. He's got to go. He gets a run. He's going to make it stand up. I get it. But he's also a fucking human being that maybe could use two or three runs of support so he doesn't have to feel like every pitch has to be perfect. Just a thought, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going right, to. So we move to Saturday. Yeah, I can't, I can't defend him, but you're right, 100%. No, right. I you still he still needs to find a way to win the game. I completely agree. Him giving up three runs in five innings is not acceptable uh, when you're chasing the Red Sox, especially after you got the way you lost the night before. But again, you know why does why did the, you eventually you can't expect these guys to pitch with stress from the from the first pitch to their hundredth pitch. At some point, you got to give them a little breathing room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you move to you move to uh, Saturday, the Yankees steal a game, you know, thinking Duncan, uh, Odor comes up with the big hit, they win the game, right? Here now, here's just a quick thing I want to talk touch on with Saturday's game. Loiza come come Loiza, it's going to be easy for me. J Lo, J Lo. comes off the COVID list, pitches the eighth inning. He was getting ready to go through that that inning in eight nine pitches. Bogarts fucks it all up. He throws 18 pitches. You give any thought because Chapman's back there at 18 pitches to have Luiz could go another inning? No. Okay, so Boone made the move there. It wor- I mean, it worked. Nobody screamed about it because Chapman, by his fucking his, the hair on his nuts, survived the ninth inning, right? Correct. Well, yeah. <laughs> imagine if he didn't, what we would be really fucking dealing with today, right? So yeah, we're through that. But still, you see, even because it's Chapman and what he's been through, 
Oh, hey, you got to leave the wise kid in there. You got to leave the wise kid in there. Now keep that in mind for context of what we're going to talk mm-hmm. about on Sunday, right? Domingo Herman pitches the game of his life. Probably his best star is a Yankee. I don't think anybody can say any, anything else. Guys carrying a no-hitter into the eighth inning. Verdugo leads off with a double. 93 pitches. Now t- follow all the facts here. Eighth inning, 93 pitches. Four nothing lead. Now he hasn't been on regular rotation since before the Seattle series. He's been pitching a lot out of the bullpen, giving him three or four innings because he hasn't been built up. What do you? You're Aaron Boone. What do you do? Timeout. What's your goal going into the game? Just like on Thursday. What's your goal? Because is your goal, regardless of of if he's starting a no hitter, if you know Herman's only at 93 pitches in the eighth, is the goal to have him pitch a complete game? Or what's your goal? What's your goal? My goal with Herman? No, no, no. Just what's losing. the goal in the game as far as pitching is concerned? I would like to get six innings and not be losing with her Domingo Herman. Okay. So then you could bridge the gap with your elite back-end bullpen guys, whoever that's going to be that day, right? The guys you're supposed to rely on. And and now, so now you've exceeded your goal because Herman gives you pitches you into the eighth, right? With a, what was the score? Four, nothing. Yes. Gives up a double. Okay. Leaves it up a little bit. You say 93 pitches. When the fuck's the last time he's thrown 93 pitches and been this effective throwing this many, you know, big pitches. Those are high impact pitches at that point because he's got the no hitter going, right? So once he passes the fifth, sixth inning, he's thinking about it. Okay. You get him out. You pull him. He's feeling great. You need Herman to be good. Moving forward. Now you've exceeded your goal. You're in the eighth inning. You're telling me you're leaving him in? For what? You've exceeded your goal. Now you have a smaller bridge to gap. That's perfect. That's perfect. You are in the position to win this game hands down every single time. So you have no issue with Boone getting him after he gives it the double the One hundred percent, no. One hundred percent. I thought it was the exact right time to take him out of the game myself. Of course, at that point, like I said, you're 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 playing with fire now. He's in the eighth inning. The second, the only reason why he's what what's the only reason he's still in there? He's throwing a no hitter. Okay, so the second that goes away, that's it. That's it. You you have a, a certain game plan, a good game plan. It's not an analytical one. It's a, I built this team to get these guys into games that I have a lead in and I need to win, right? So Yeah, and, and not just go away on like a bloop single. That was a hard-hit ball. Yes, too, so yeah, it, it, exactly. Good point. Even if it was, was a fucking bleeder, I take yeah, him out of the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but Ryan's saying even it just a bleeder, but it validated. No, just exactly. I, yeah, I know what Ryan's saying, but it's almost irrelevant. Right, he it shouldn't even have point. to come to that. But yeah, if you're it, really it fighting people, that's just an extra point that yeah. it wasn't the fucking, it wasn't like a, a fucking bloop over, you know, the third base, the third base side where, you know, this guy fucking drilled the ball. And I think it's very important to understand that this is not Garrett Cole who's been taking the ball every five days built up, throwing 100 pitches. To me, like we, How long ago was Seattle series? I was on vacation. It was, what, three weeks ago when he had the root canal? The, the start previous was the last time this guy was on regular rotation. He's been coming out of the bullpen. Correct. And 
I just have to say something before we go into the following parts of this game now. At the time of who Boone went to, I agreed with it. And I'm not disagreeing because of the outcome now. I'm disagreeing because I didn't have all the facts in front of me at the time. So let's carry through the game and I'll, and I'll elaborate. So we're good with Boone getting him right now. Yes. Right? We're not disagreeing yes. with no. that. Now, where are you disagreeing with? Who walks out of the bullpen? At the Like I said, at the time, I didn't disagree with it because Loisica has been our most reliable guy. So what are you disagreeing with now? What what facts are presented with you now? That so you now I'm presented with? with the facts of the night the night before, the day before when the Yankees won that game, I had I didn't take note of how many pitches Loisica threw. First of all, eighteen. eighteen, eighteen. I know Christian said it before, and second of all, I didn't realize that it was the first time in his career, at least in the regular season, that Jonathan Loisica pitched back to back days. And he's just coming off COVID. So if you want to make that point of like he wasn't on regular rotation and what I'm going to use that same point now to argue relief that this guy hadn't pitched in how many days. And now for the first time in his major league career, at least in the regular season, he hadn't pitched back to back days before. And now you're just throwing him back in there. I'm not saying it's the wrong move. I'm saying that's where I'm starting to question some things because I don't understand why and, I, and don't get me wrong, I know Chad Green blew the game on Thursday. But Chad Green, you can look at it and say it doesn't matter what inning, guys should be dominant. Sometimes it's a mental thing where guys just can't close games. We saw with Dylan Batances, right? Yeah, so Chad Green, when he's had his bad times, it's been in as a closer. But in the setup role or in, in a fire extinguisher type role, dude's been dominant. And I don't understand, given the context. Now, if Loisica didn't pitch tonight before, or maybe only had five, eight pitches, I'm probably going to Loisica over Green because he's been more reliable to me of late, at least. But given ev- all the facts that was presented afterwards, I'm definitely going with Green at that point. And that's where I think Boone was a, w- w- might have made the wrong move there. All right. But, and this is astounding to me, that you have to understand that Aaron Boone cannot take Jonathan Lewisica out of the game after one batter. Correct. And and you, just you to be fair, to I, people for, people are innocently forgetting the stupid rule of three batters, right? So people are ripping Boone that like he should have taken him out right away. Well, he can't. He's got to throw it to at least three. All right. So he threw to four. All four batters scored. Now it's, oh, he left him in too long. Well, technically, he can only leave him. He left him in one batter longer than he had to. I mean, it, are we already, after the first three batters get on, I think the damage is done. He he said in a post game that whatever the matchup was, he liked it with Loisica better than Britain. I mean, again, what is Britain? And this is coming from somebody that likes uh, Zach Britton. What has Britton done that we have such great confidence in him? He didn't even look good when he came right in. Now. He didn't huh? even look good when he came in that game. Well, I didn't see the game. I was I was following it on my phone at that point. He did not. He didn't. Uh, from what I remember, at least, maybe I was just so pissed off at this point, but he didn't look like great. Like, I wouldn't have been like, oh. I don't think he gave up a hit, though, right? I think it was a, a couple ground balls and a, or a ground ball and a sack fly score that 
I can go ahead and run. Maybe. Well, I, here's something. I don't know. Well, here's something else, right? Boone decided to play the infield back, or, to, or at least up the middle. He decided to play it back at that point. That's when it was 4-3. That was 4-3. So he conceded the tying run, basically. Now, I'm going to tell you that I don't have a problem with that. Now, you can disagree with me all you want. I can't get beat there on, on a little bullshit hit. I have to preserve the tie. I have to play for the tie at that point. Absolutely. I understand you're on the road. You don't really How many play outs for- are there? I need the full context because uh, I, I, I remember at the time I was a little annoyed by it. It was, well, there was one, there was, um, there was nobody out at the point at that, that point. And who, right? then and who was the, on first the, and third? It was, it was second. And, I was, we was second and third. It was second and third. That's why they did it. They didn't want a ball to score or they want two runners to score on a little, on a Luis Gonzalez special. Mm. See for, yeah, I, I probably would have had my guys come in a little bit more than they were playing. Um, but I get your point. You you got to preserve it. The only reason why I'm like a little iffy with it is like there's no outs, man. Like this inning is about to fucking implode. You got to assume at that point that a ground ball anyway is scoring that run and moving that runner over to third with only one out. That runner's probably scoring anyway. The, I mean, then you can play the infield in at that point. Then you can sell out. But if you're, I didn't, but hold on, made, if look, your point, you, I, hold on, if your point is to not get beat, right, to get, to preserve the tie, you're putting yourself at the same vulnerability the next batter anyway. So why not preserve pre- preserve the lead at that point? Because what's you're the difference? The game at least in, you're extending the game at least another at bat. But if you can just hold the lead at that point, maybe things work out in your favor, which it would have. And now you're extending I, the saying, lead. I, a, I had a I little bit of an issue. Ter- I get your point, and I think it's a valid one. Until you really think about things and say, "Well, if that guy goes over to third and it's a tie game, then they're bringing the runners in." Well, now you're putting yourself in the same situation at that point. Well, not really. Yeah, really. Because now, no, because now is the time. Now, now you're trying to cut the run off, and and then you go to two outs in the inning. That's different. Then but you're trying to cut the run off. Say, you're saying the, the time before anyway by putting yeah, them back. You're trying, no, you're trying to not have two runs score on a ball that barely gets out of the field. That's what you're trying to avoid there. That's why I – and look, Boone second-guessed himself on that. So he had a, he didn't even really think it was the right move. But I'm telling you, I didn't have a great problem with it. I can see both sides of the argument. That's not something I'm getting worked up over, that he didn't bring the infield in right there. No, you know but what I'm did? getting worked up over at that point? Loisica not being able to get a fucking out. Well, well, here's the thing now. Did yeah. Boone leave him in? I mean, people are saying Boone left him in too long. I mean, do you go get him immediately after the third batter? Can I be honest with you? I know I gave the context of – you know, all the pitches he threw the night before and not having the back-to-back days, that doesn't excuse the fact that he hasn't been a dominant guy this year and that he needs to give me some fucking outs there. I would have fucking left his ass in for the rest of the inning. Just let him fucking implode. Fuck you. Uh, That's the kind of guy, that's the kind of manager I am at this point, is like, you want to, everyone's going to blame me at this point. If I can't rely on my guys I'm supposed to rely on, uh, I'm sorry. These guys, as much as Cashman and Boone have to be held accountable for so many things, and I'm not letting Boone off the hook. He hasn't been good this year. 
the players have been fucking have been a disgrace. A disgrace. And some of that falls back onto Boone for not getting the most out of his players. But these guys need to be way, way better than they have been. But think about why the Yankees don't hold a postseason spot right now. Did Aaron, I, I would say out of all these soul-crushing losses they have, has Aaron Boone not put them in the position to win the game? Is his his fault that he's got a four-run lead and a roll this Chapman blows it against the Angels? Is that his fault? No, you 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 have a manager who this team's in the position they're in, they're in just like you said because of these crazy blown blown games, but they're being blown by guys that the manager is is doing his job if he's relying on them. Right. It's not like he's putting right. in fucking. It's not like he's putting in fucking uh, Peralta yeah, in a, in a two to one game in Boston when Chapman and Green and everyone's available. Boone's bringing in the guys that he's supposed to be bringing in. Exactly. And also in the seventh inning, correct me if I'm wrong here. I think, I think didn't Stanton come up with the bases loaded. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he in the seventh, so it's like, and I, and I, you know, it's another example. Their, their players are the ones that aren't getting the job done more than anything else. And I tweet it. That after I saw that he struck out, I said that I I felt like the Yankees had just lost the game at that point because did. they didn't cash in on that situation. You did, and right. I hate that I was fucking right about that, but it definitely seemed, it. tweeted it. And just to further your point there, though, I don't know if you're the one who tweeted this, and maybe it was within the same tweeted it, but the Yankees just don't have that put away power, like they don't have that fucking mm. punch, and it's like. Yeah, at that point you're feeling good. It's four nothing, and Herman has a no hitter going. But at the same time, the Red Sox are in first place for a reason, dude. This team's never dead, especially in a four nothing game at home. Okay, you have to fucking mm-hmm. learn how to put teams away, fucking stomp on their fucking throats, and and suffocate them. Well, what was um, what was the score when Odor broke up the tie against Houston? It was two two, and then he had a three run home run, made it five two, and they blew that game. I believe so. Yeah, it's like so. Even even when they do get that cushion, the pieces that they That's should be true. able to That's rely on point. aren't even getting the job. It's done either the either. offense or or the bullpen, and it's like this team I just mean, doesn't click. We're just describing a bad team. You're right. No, they're not a good they're team. Ex- they're extremely mediocre, and that's why they're yeah. what three games, four games over five hundred right now. Mm. All right. So I mean, we ran a poll. And we said of the two choices, who's the most to blame for Thursday and Sunday night's loss? Boone's managerial decisions or the bullpen pitchers being ineffective? We'll start with Ryan, and then we'll tell you what the fans vote. Wait, Ryan, can you can you can you say that again? How you phrased it? I said of the two choices, who's the most to blame for okay. the losses on Thursday and yeah, Sunday? No. Boone's managerial decisions or the bullpen being ineffective? So Boone's managerial decisions are to blame, but they are not the most to blame. It's it's definitely the bullpen for me. So what if you're here's what I want to all right. Frozen cut off. So that's interesting that you said that. If you're saying his decisions are to blame, what do you do differently that he that he did then? I don't pitch Loisaga that second day after coming off the COVID list and pitching eighteen pitches the night before he allowed two hits the night before. I think that's a fair that argument. great to begin with. And Green hadn't pitched, I believe, since that Thursday game. He and that's the that's the guy where look, if I'm I'm not evaluating Chad Green on that game. That's that's a, you know, a rarity for him. 
So I'm giving him the ball in that spot because he's my stopper. He's the guy where oh, a nice leadoff double to start this. Let's stop it and end it now. Let's give Chad Green some a chance to redeem himself a little bit, and let's let's give Luizaga a night off or maybe use him if Green can't get it done. He's fresher. He's better. He's a much different pitcher, not as a closer. He's better been, experience in that scenario. He's been just as reliable pretty much as Luizaga. He's been pitching over the last couple of weeks. He hasn't been on the COVID IL. I think all of those things considered, again, I'm not saying that Loisica is a wrong move, but there might have been a better one, and that better one to me is Chad Green, and that has nothing to do with the outcome. Chad Green could have came in and done the same thing, and I and I would probably be saying the same thing. I'd probably be saying you could have probably went to Loisica. I think mo- there's more of a positive look when you really look at the context of it to say maybe Green's the move there. And I, I agree that could be deemed a, a bad move. And to your point, it just ultimately isn't, is the reason why Boone isn't the main cause for the losses is that it doesn't matter. These guys got to do their job. It's the players ultimately. Right. No, I don't blame him. I don't, I don't blame Boone for the way this weekend broke down. I think if you want to say that he shouldn't have went to Wisecon on Sunday, that's your prerogative. I, I didn't really seem to have. I didn't personally didn't have a problem with it because he's your guy. He has been your guy, and that's fair. But, but then, and I but said it in why, the moment. I did say it in the moment. Why was he available? Why was he available? And then I guess Chapman wasn't available. Why? Because he threw eight more pitches than than Wisecon. No, Chapman was going to close the game. Chapman was going to oh, close was? the game. Okay. Yeah, Chapman okay, right. was going to close the game. Yeah. Okay. Can I, and can I just make a quick point of, to me, my biggest problem with Boone isn't necessarily his moves within the games that that they're losing or whatnot. My biggest problem with Boone has been he. To me, especially on a team like the Yankees that we know are analytically driven, have these blueprints of when guys have days off and who's available out of the bullpen and so on and so forth. His main goal is to bring it is to is to get the most out of his players. Something that Aaron Boone has been really really good at when he first got here in in 2018 and in 2019. He it didn't matter who was hurt, who was in his lineup, who was making their debut. They were winning ball games, and and you can credit Aaron Boone for that. And I said it back when it was happening that it's the manager who gets the most out of his guys, and Boone just hasn't been doing that the last two years. I don't know if it's COVID. I don't know if it was like wearing the masks and not connecting with the guys. I don't know if it's the heart stuff, but it's clearly there's something missing. There's some type of energy missing that he's not pulling out of these guys. That's where I blame Boone the most. Well, the fans voted fifty six percent that they they blame Aaron Boone for this weekend, and you guys are, uh, I you're just way off base there. I'm sorry. Um, I couldn't believe. I mean, I could believe it because I I understand the the way social media works, but you cannot lose your mind and just go berserk tweeting. Fire Boone, Fire Boone, Fire Boone, based on what happened this weekend. Sorry, he was not to blame here. He, Aaron Boone, and I'll say this again in case you fucking missed it 20 minutes ago, Aaron Boone deserves to be fired if the Yankees don't win the World Series this year, which, I mean, we keep putting that caveat on it on it because, hey, Ryan, Ryan can you give me a little Sylvester Stallone, ain't nothing over till it's over? Hey, you know it, like you know that's how winning is done, and it ain't over till it's over, right? You know <laughs> right. It, like. 
Ain't nothing over till it's over. So that's why I always say if they don't not, he needs to be fired at the end of the year because I'm still, because as we've talked about a hundred times in this show, you're a fan and it's a fucking sickness and you're holding on to that last little shred that this team is not dead. They're still alive. And so if they don't win the world series, he's got to go. I don't know how many more times I could say that. And, and, and people would understand it, but at this, this point, though, let me just cut fired. you off real quick. At this point, though, because of how bad this team has been, if he can pull something out of them and they at least win a pennant with him, like he at least turned this team around now. for Because we're blaming the players right now. So if he can turn this team around with a bunch of mediocre guys, which is what we just called them, if he can turn that around and win a, an AL pennant at least, do you consider bringing him back? I because we still have Cashman. Do. We still have Cashman, right? So I think it's so unfair to, that Cashman gets a cop out here and he gets to just say, oh, I guess it was Boone. No, motherfucker. If this team fails, it's on you and Boone. And you should both be gone, I mean, but we know that's not going to happen. But do you happen. understand how ridiculous you sound when Boone needs to be fired immediately? Oh, uh, he doesn't get on the plane. Do, 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 do. Why? How about what did he do that was so bad this weekend that he put his team in a position to win and they fucking didn't come through? How is that on him? I agree. Oh, he should have known. He should have known the wise guy had COVID. Uh, duh, dumbass. He did fucking know he had COVID. But I guarantee you that to a man, nobody thought about that until he gave up four fucking straight hits on Sunday. Because a lot of people wanted him to pitch the ninth inning and run his pitch count up to 40. Well, what about COVID then? Oh, mm-hmm. he's tired from having COVID. He shouldn't pitch too, but he could mm. pitch 40 pitches in one game. Is that something he's used to doing? Good point. You can't be so goddamn reactionary all the time. And because the move doesn't work out, blame it on the guy that made the move. Because like Chris said, sometimes you make the right move and it doesn't work out. That's not on him. He he deserves to lose his job for a lot of reasons at the of the year, and I'm going to fucking stick mm-hmm. to that at the end of the year. Nothing he did in Boston did, has changed my mind on that. Nothing he did in Boston has made me say, there's no fucking way this guy deserves to manage the, the Yankees in Tampa because he did his fucking job. The players didn't do theirs. 100%. You're you're one hundred percent right, and it and at this point, it's as a fan you you can't. We're so we always just want someone to blame. We always want someone to blame. Blame Chad Green. If you don't want someone blame to get Jonathan on the pl- Luizica. if you don't want people to not get on the plane, then then fight for Chad Green not to get on the plane. Fight for Luiza to get to not get on the plane. Fuck it. Fight for Stanton not to get on the plane at that point. I don't care. But when it's clearly the players. If John Carl Stanton hits a fucking fall to the warning track in that situation, the Yankees win yesterday. Do, do you have a lot more to get to? Because you're we're like, uh, we're really playing with fire here with your uh, microphone. It's like, hmm. Quiet. <laughs> My microphone's not well, working. Well, no, now we can hear you, but it keeps like every 30 seconds or so. That's not good. No. 
So, no, there's nothing that Aaron Boone did this weekend that has changed my mind about his job status. That will come whether or not this team wins the, wins an American League pennant because, as Chris said, you're lowered a bar a little bit. If he gets his fucking team into the World Series, he's done. He's pulled off a fucking miracle. Agreed. And that's and that's not and that's not Christian saying that he's been great. That's just calling it for what it is. When your when your players are to blame, and your manager is putting you in a position where your best players are able to get into that game in the roles that they're here to to perform. That's that's it. The manager's job is done. If his players can't perform at that point, I'm sorry. That's just not on him. The frustrating did part Joe is Torre lose? To, did, can I say? I'm sorry. Did Joe Torre lose, lose fucking the 2001 World Series for the Yankees? Did he lose that World Series for them? I uh, believe it was Mo. Did he lose Game Seven? I believe it was Mo. Huh? Imagine what was Joe Torre's? What? What was? Why Joe would he Torre's go to Mariano Rivera there? Why would he go to Mariano Rivera there? He should have known. <laughs> what is Joe Torre? What is Joe Torre's job in Game Seven in the World Series? Get that fucking ball to Mariano Rivera with in the eighth inning. Did at he least. do it? He did it. Did he do it? He did it. And what happened? They lost. Okay. Right. That's Jotori's fault. Right move, bad outcome. And while I'm worked up here, fuck you, Greg Giannotti. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, I listen to your show just out of pure convenience. Okay. Today, I turn on the radio. The Yankees are done. They suck. They're not a good team. Go fuck yourself, number one. Okay, that's first off. And then he goes on to say, maybe by the end of August, they'll sniff a wild card. Hey, dipshit, they're fucking two games behind the fucking Oakland A's. Does that not quantify as fucking sniffing a wild card? And I understand. We had big hopes for this team this year. They were going to be running away like 1998, all rise all the time. We were just going to dominate. But if you're going to sit there in the biggest market in the world saying you're covering the Yankees, shouldn't you know how fucking close they are to a wild card position, you asshole? So now fuck you, Greg Giannotti. And instead of me being all like, oh, the Yankees aren't going to make the world the postseason because they suck. No, they're winning it. And I'm going to fucking make your life miserable on social media, you, you fucking douchebag. Okay? Mm. Oh, That's man. my... I, I fucking wanted to punch him today. I hate I hate him so much. He's such a fucking oh, gimmick. Maybe, Maybe they'll sniff the wild card. He's such a fucking. Uh, they gimmick. are. You're 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 a joke. Okay, you're a fucking joke. Your impressions suck. You know, Boomer Sison just keeps you around so he can laugh at you. You know, okay. if they laugh okay. at you or they're laughing okay. with you, no, bro, they're uh, laughing at you. Okay. You couldn't if fucking. Do, if you're gonna do an impression on me, okay, at least try and sound like me. Okay. Look, <laughs> let me tell you something, Greg Giannotti. You okay. couldn't fucking wipe stack guy rise ass. Okay. Yeah, sniff that, you fucking scumbag. Okay. Now back to the nature back to the game at hand here. There's another thing I want to touch on real quick. Because we've seen how this has gone this past week. Should he have stayed with should we have stayed with Sessa? Should he have stayed with Domingo Herman? Boone has been playing it by the book. The moves that we all said that these things have to happen. Herman's got to come out after he gives up the hit. You gotta go to green in the ninth inning. Should he say fuck it? And just ride whatever's happening that day because clearly this is not <coughs> excuse me this hasn't worked should he change it 
or just keep going with what we all would say the consensus right move is. Okay, so I'll just say this. Right, did you have a point that you remember that you were getting to? I know Christian was in a heated rant there. Uh, yeah, uh, I was going to say that um, I think the most frustrating part about this weekend is that going into it, if you told me the Yankees were going to lose three out of four, it would have you uh, you would have assumed it would have been because of the players that they were missing. Yeah, not having Judge, not having those guys, yep. but 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 the fact that they lose with the guys that they should be able to rely on—that's that's what really makes it. That's hurt true. That much more. That's true. You know, um, I'm going to say this about your question, Christian. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily necessarily the right strategy moving forward, but I wouldn't blame the Yankee organization if they said, you know what, fuck it. We can't rely on these guys in the roles that they're supposed to be in. And if it's just a crapshoot where it's a crapshoot anyway at this point. So if it's a certain situation that you wouldn't normally go to, but you're just going to kind of wing it as the game goes along and your bullpen is just your bullpen and whoever's available comes in in the positions that you just need them to come in, I wouldn't blame the Yankees for for using that strategy, but I'll say this. We have to realize that at this point moving forward, if that's going to be how the Yankees feel, they have every right to feel like they can't rely on anyone out of that bullpen right now, and that's not on Boone either. Other than the fact that I said getting the most out of his players, that's something that's not quantitative. We don't know. We don't know what's going on, but we know what we see with our eyes, and that is as good as some of these guys have been, you just don't know who you can rely on at this point. It's like playing Russian roulette. You don't know. You're just going by the book. If you wake up tomorrow and Cashman and Boone have a meeting and they say, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to fucking go day by day, inning by inning, and see what the best move is. Fine. But don't, then don't sit here and tell me that it's all on Boone, even at that point, because it's the player still that got him to this point of not being able to, to be relied upon. All right, so uh, we're approaching the trade deadline, uh, which is a few days away here. And I ran a poll the other day, and I said if the Yankees could one blockbuster move, uh, what would you prefer? What would you want them to pick up? And I said pitcher, starting pitcher, infielder, outfielder. The fans voted six percent infielder, thirty nine percent starter, and fifty five percent outfielder. And what did the Yankees go ahead and do today? They acquire relief pitcher. <laughs> So we'll get into that in a minute because that was a very uh, mind-boggling decision, I guess you could say. Uh, but is the is, are we sticking with this that if they can make one move, the outfielder is the way to go? Um, and you're I mean, telling it has me, Max, right? With that graphic you sent us earlier, yeah. that the most games played is Brett Gardner by like a wide margin. Is that yes, the kind of lineup bad. we want to roll out with for the rest of the year? I mean, yeah, but I'll say I'll, I'll say two things though. It's got to be it's got to be a lefty. <laughs> it's got to be a lefty. Yes, lefty yeah. batter. I think that's that's the preference. second thing is. Are you are we also assuming now that either Scherzer isn't available or the return they want is just completely unrealistic and stupid? And whatever. well, Scherzer's available. Apparently, the Rays are super hot for him. They're like Zach Morris for Kelly Kapowski hot. For oh, Max uh, wow. Scherzer, um, 
The issue with Max Scherzer is the contract, and you know the Rays are not touching that deferred money. No. So it's going to be, be interesting. Triple to triple their fucking payroll. For the next three years, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it would be interesting to see what they're willing to pay in terms of prospects. Now, obvious, and, you know, we make fun of the Rays here, but you know Brian Cashman wants nothing to do with that deferred money either. So how far up the ladder of prospects yeah. would they be willing to to trade for uh, for Max Scherzer? And again, we, we I've heard that they're in the market for starting pitching. Now, do we hear elite-level starting pitching, or do they just want somebody to go and take the ball every five days? Because we talked, I don't know if we talked about it on the show last week or we just texted about it. The Yankees' only path into the postseason is getting the second wild card. It's fucking what it is right now, right? Mm-hmm. So you get in, you figure that Garrett Cole, I mean, it, the game's going to either be in Fenway Park or in Tampa because those two teams are, are a game apart. So you figure you're going to go to one of those spots. You figure if you get in, you're playing well enough that you have confidence in this team because they got in, and that Garrett Cole is fucking Garrett Cole and can outduel whoever the Rays or the Red Sox send up there, right? Now, doesn't it make the Yankees' job a lot easier in that scenario if Max fucking Scherzer is taking the ball in Game One of the Division Series? And beyond now, that, not even beyond that, I'll stop you right there. Beyond that, if the Rays are hot on him, not facing him in that wild card game, maybe. <laughs> right. How's that sound? Right, right, because right. then my whole scenario about him being able to outduel anybody kind of goes out the window. Because who's the one guy that you in the American League at that point that could stand toe to toe with Garrett Cole for seven, eight innings? It'd be fucking Max Scherzer. Here's here's what I'll say. I'm gonna try and wrap all this into one and make it as efficient of a point as possible. I'm gonna take back what I said last week. I listened back, Christian. I your point was way more realistic in a sense of mate. I would stick with what I said if the Yankees had taken even split this series with the Red Sox. But it's just clear that that this team is just such a fucking crapshoot. You're not gonna. You're not going to just get Max Scherzer and not even know if you're going to make the postseason. So, I'll give you that. But, there's one way I still make an irrational move for Max Scherzer. Regardless of having confidence if I'm going to make the postseason. And that's if I'm going to not make an irrational move and he goes to a division rival. A team that's ahead of me. Because if you're buying... Right, if you're sitting here and you're saying we're buying, we think we can make that that wild card spot, then that tells me you have faith in the team still. I can't let him go to the Rays. No. If he, if he goes to another team and the Yankees miss, you know, pass up on it, and he's in another division or or whatnot, then it is what it is. But here's my biggest issue, and here's why I get so frustrated. It's because, like I said, when the Yankees first started really shitting the bed this year. This team has become so fucking predictable. And I can gar- almost guarantee you that not only will Scherzer go to the Rays, the Yankees won't get a left-handed bat to in the outfield. And if they do, it's someone you don't even know, barely know who the fuck he is. This Trevor Story bullshit of where they might get him and put him in center. F- I mean, come on. What are we doing? Are we playing Little League? Is this Little League where you just put your best player wherever? Well, Chris, it didn't know what baseball is now. It's played on a fucking computer. 
Okay. There's no more human beings out there. It's all analytically driven with WRC plus and what a fucking Woba is and your your Sierra and your fielding independent pitching and all this other bullshit that is not quantitated by human beings. It's all mapped out in a fucking computer, right? So what are you what's the next logical step to computers? It's fucking video games. So <laughs> like when I wanted to have <laughs> You know, when I uh, used to play like NHL 94, I never had defensemen on my team. I would trade all the best fucking scorers on my team. Yeah. And it worked because it was a fucking video game. Video game. So, right? So now a shortstop can play center field. Sure. Because See, this is the... See, here's the... Go ahead. I just want to just break down my point just really quick. So if I... Let's just put aside all irrational moves and just work off the guys who we've heard are on the block here. Who's the first out of the guys we kind of just talked about, including Joey Gallo, because he's been in the talks. Who's the first best move the Yankees can make? Joey Gallo. No, not assuming who we could have to give up or anything like that. What do you mean? You're putting Joey Gallo as a better move for them to get than Max Scherzer. Uh, no, I think he's more realistic for the Yankees. I'm not. I'm put least. aside real realistic expectations. Let's just talk about no, the. Uh, yeah, you go get Max. I mean, yeah, you go get Max okay, Scherzer. Now I'm going to ask you realistically: Will that happen? No. Okay. So who's the next best guy? Joey Gallo. Correct. Do you have any faith the Yankees are going to get him? I have as much faith as I would finding a bag with ten million dollars on my front porch tomorrow morning. Okay. Uh, so then who would the third best guy be, you think? Um, Just that anyone that you've been hearing is available. Trey could, Turner. Trey, is that ever happening? Is So So what What I'm trying to get at is, is Trevor Story, a guy who's a free agent next year, a guy who's not having a good walk year, and a guy who doesn't play center field, and that's where the Yankees want him, is Trevor Story even on your radar of a guy who's going to help this team get to where they need to be? Yes. Oh, yeah? I will tell you why. Okay. I want him to play shortstop. I want to move Glaber Torres to second base. I want DJ LeMayo as my first baseman, and I want Luke Voigt to be flipping hamburgers at White Castle. And what about Ruth Nadador? I mean, is the... My point Again, is, uh, my point is, you're not you're not depleting anyone for Max Scherzer, right? And I know Trevor Story's a much less of a haul you'd have to give up, obviously, but you're not depleting anyone for Max Scherzer, right? But you're getting Trevor Story. You're still going to have to give something up. He's not going to even, in my opinion, what makes this team a notch better, maybe for he makes Gleyber Torres better for what they need for what they truly what need. They what if Glaber Torres? What if getting Trevor Story makes Glaber Torres better? Maybe, but at this point, what I'm trying to get at is, if you're truly going to go out there and get someone that you can just sign next year, why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it be the top two guys at, of that list? Mm. Where even, Joey Gallo is under contract for next year. Okay, but my point is, that's, that's my why point I get is him. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to kind of give you more credibility of what you said last week. Is this team's such a crapshoot? If we're not gonna get the big guys to that like would mm-hmm. only give us that really big chance, then why do anything at all? Why not just because wait for Joey a free Gallo's agency? Under contract for this year, and they still need a fucking left-handed slugging outfielder. Okay, that's not gonna change. Okay, but uh, 
Right. So I said Joey Gallo or, or Max Scherzer, if we're saying they're not going to, it's not realistic that they're even going to get them because why would they make the right move? So what I'm saying is. Ah, no, you're the, the Brian Cashman move is to take a shortstop who's having a, Correct. the second that's, worst that's OPS point. of his career. That's my point. And trade for him and stick him in the fucking outfield. That's my that's point. That's the Brian Cashman move. Not going to go out there and get two dominant starting pitchers in your in your rotation, Cole and Scherzer. That's not the right move to do. Not to get a fucking slugging lefty outfielder that you desperately fucking need. That's not the right move to do. Or even to get a guy like Trey Turner to play for fucking shortstop this way you could move Glaber Torres off the second base uh, back to second base because th- that fucking infield is is ridiculous it would be ridiculously good but the idea is to take a guy in a sh- that's having a shit year in a fucking contract season and play him out of position that would be what the fucking Yankees do and instead and, of and, waiting until free agency when his value is a little lower because he's having a shit year walk season and just getting him anyway look we I've heard reports that the Yankees are in to spend big money on one of the top free agent shortstops next year. So why are you fucking wasting prospects on Trevor Story when you're not even going to fucking play him at his natural position? And are, when are he doesn't, fucking, are we fucking stupid or something? He's not even in the top five of guys that could help right now. He's just uh, not. Chris, are we fucking? Are we fucking dumb? We're in the twilight zone. We are. Like seriously, like I feel like I have fucking brain cancer. It's crazy. Uh, it, it's honestly, and, and Cashman's the host. Cashman, and like the cancer is eating my, f- look, I don't mean to make fucking jokes about cancer, but I feel like my brain has been fucking, is rotting away because I root for the Yankees and they don't fucking do anything that makes any fucking sense. Like I would rather have fucking Greg Allen center field than fucking Trevor Story. You want to know why? Because he's a fucking outfielder. And he's been productive. And I expect him to have a fucking OPS of 500 because he's fucking Greg Allen, but he plays the fucking outfield. Agreed. Why? why uh, like, why? I don't get it. Bro. I, Stop I don't trying fucking to. understand it. Stop trying to. If you're going to acquire Trevor Story, he has to be your fucking shortstop. End the story. Be, it, it, <laughs> it would be a different story. If, no pun intended. if Glaber Torres was like some elite defensive shortstop and you could make an argument that you were getting him here offensively and, and you, you had to make him something work where both of them could play. But not but only again, has Glaber Torres been disappointing at the plate, he's been fucking pretty miserable at shortstop for a lot of the time when you're relying on him. And when you're talking about doing that, I don't even really want to take Ruth Neto Torres bat out of the lineup because he's the only one that's showing any type of fucking pulse. You can't. You can't imagine this idea. Imagine Stanton playing the outfield, and then you could DH well, someone. They said mm. that. Imagine uh, it was it was Chris Gittin's injury that kept him. Oh come on! It's all it, fucking theater. We always say it's theater. Yeah. This is theater. He's gonna play. I'm in just Miami. telling you what I'm just telling you what they said. What the real big test will be is if he's fucking playing in Miami or not. And if what it'll not, be two games. Fuck. It'll be two games. And I'm like, well, we we really are second guessing this. We'll probably just keep him at. DH. Okay. Well, you know what? And <laughs> if he can't, if he can't go out there and give you fourteen, I'm not even expecting him to play a full nine. At some point, a pinch run for him, defensive uh, substitution, whatever. If he can't give me fourteen innings over a fucking weekend, and I like the guy. Eat the fucking contract and get him the hell out of here. Yeah. He'll go somewhere. Yeah. Tell him you don't like him. 
I think he knows. All right. So the Yankees did make a, a fucking deal today. Um, and I, I want to we'll wrap up the show on this. Uh, we're probably approaching 90 minutes, but I think this has been a really fucking strong show. So if you think it's running long, then, uh, you know, stick with us for another few minutes. Uh, today, the Yankees acquired Clay Holmes from the Pirates in exchange for minor leaguers Hoy Park and Diego Castillo. Uh, Castillo had an OPS around 850 for Somerset this year, and we all know that Hoy Park's OPS was through the fucking roof for uh, Scranton this year. Uh, Clay has an ERA approaching five. It's 4.93 in 44 games this year. His career ERA is higher than that. Uh, I showed you guys a, a video from the pitching ninja of his two-seamer, which is fucking wicked. But the problem is he doesn't throw enough strikes to get in a position to throw that uh, two-seamer. But And please go to my Twitter, at Chris underscore NYYST. I tweeted an article from uh, at Mr. Yclep. I want every – I really – if you guys haven't read it yet – Please go to my Twitter and read it because I think uh, his name is Tom. Tom did a fucking excellent job breaking down this trade from the park, the uh, Castillo and uh, from Holmes, breaking down all three players. He's an excellent follow. If you are trying to get some knowledge on the Yankees minor league system, he doesn't have a ton of followers, but I'm telling you, this guy does a great job. And this fucking article is really, really good. So definitely when we're done recording here, you know, spend the five minutes reading it. Uh, Look, these guys are not top 30 prospects. Um, It seemed that it seemed at the beginning, it seemed like an overpay. Like, why would you trade these two guys for a guy's hub ERAs hovering around five? But I think in Tom's article, he does a great job of breaking it down. Why it does make sense, especially that you'd have to put, I think you, you'd have to put both these guys on the 40 man after the season is over. So get something instead of nothing. And the way he broke it down is that these guys actually brought their value up to where they were able to get a guy like Clay Holmes for the two of them, whereas in April, they couldn't have gotten Clay Holmes, believe it or not, for Hoy Park and Diego Castillo. So stop with, please stop with the fucking fake outrage over Hoy Park, okay? Because we've seen the Yankees play Miguel Andujar in fucking left field. We've seen them play Ryan Lamar. Brett Gardner leads the, the team in fucking games played. We've seen them do everything and anything this year, but they have not given Hoy Park a fucking chance. Can I now, just want to say the Yankees don't excuse me one second. If you want to say the Yankees don't know what they're doing, they don't deserve the benefit of the doubt, but there has to be some fucking reason why Hoy Park was not given a shot. And Agreed. I don't have an issue with the trade at that, at that point. They knew he was building his value where they could get someone, but here's, Here's my problem with the trade. I don't care about Hoy Park. I don't care about what's the other guy, Castillo. I don't care about who they got rid of. My only issue is why why was getting a guy with close to a five ERA something of a priority? I just don't understand. Like when you put it in if you isolate the trade to just the trade and you say yes. It's great that these two prospects up their value where they definitely, you know, got a guy that they wouldn't have back in April. That's great. You want to isolate the trade and say, yeah, he's, you know, a guy 493 or a maybe not the greatest, but he's a guy who you can put out there and maybe close games where you're down a couple runs, have some faith in to bring in whatever. That's fine. But when you look at the context of it 
of the entire season. Why do we why are we sitting here making trades for guys with four nine three ERAs and sitting here and saying, Yeah, let's go move? No, it was a fuck, it was, a it good, was an it was it's it's just idiotic. Well, I wouldn't even I wouldn't say it's idiotic. I don't I the trade is not offensive to me. I know a lot of fans are offended no, by it, the trade. It's, it's just like why to me. It's just why. Uh, Brooks Krisky, uh, Nick Nelson. I mean, we can go down the list. That's okay. why it, the Yankees made the trade. And we'll, and we'll see if this guy's any better. I, he's I mean, going to be another, the right hand. Another look, guy who know, doesn't throw who he, strikes, who has a high ERA, another guy we won't be able to rely upon in big moments. And 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 it will just be the same thing over and over. Do you trust Matt Blake? Do you trust Matt Blake? Right now, I don't really know who I trust. All right, so if you don't trust Matt yeah, Blake, then the trade is job. shit. He's done a if good you job trade Matt, If you trust Matt Blake, then it's worth what they gave up. I'm not saying Matt because Blake guy hasn't has, done a great job. He has. Because the guy does have filthy stuff. He just doesn't fucking throw strikes. I just can't trust the Yankee organization right now. Anyone. And that, all right, but I say that's fair, but <sighs> I, I have no issue with you saying that. But you, I need, to, I need to, the fake outrage over Hoy Park's just over nah. with. Okay. Nah. Nobody knew who the fuck the guy was three weeks ago. The Yankees didn't do any him dirty by bringing him up for a game and giving him one at bat. Look, when I take everything into context of what they've done this year and they didn't give Hoy Park a chance, there's a reason mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. Nah, that's not something you could really evaluate right now. You got to give it some time, see how the. And when everybody keeps out. everybody that I'm reading and keeps telling me his ceiling is nothing more than an a decent, solid utility player at the major league level. I mean, if we get mm. if we get one, two, yeah. three fucking great outings out of out of Clay Holmes that wins us a couple games, I, it might be worth it. I can't disagree with that, but I don't know. It just you want to see Cashman's priorities set and it's it's just yeah. frustrating because well you know i'm not i'm not s- sitting here saying he's, he, he's not going to make a move i don't know like i said i don't trust anything but it's just like it's just another move where you're just like okay and, and then you sit back and you say Damn. maybe that's the only move they make it's another lefty they're I mean, getting rid I'm, of it's another left-handed bat that they don't want to try and use I, I i just don't get their formula offensively I mean, yeah, they can't. Uh, this can't be the only move the Yankees make right now. They have to make other moves, but uh, and I even, like I said, I even tw- like I got to be honest. Like I even tweeted, like, couldn't the Yankees get a guy with a five ERA without having to trade two pieces out of their minor league system? But you know what? If this guy's like, they said the same thing when they traded for Juan de Peralta. All the peripherals are good. It's just the results are bad, and this is where analytics come into play. So if they can unlock something here, and again, do you have do you have any faith that the Yankees have the people to unlock it? I mean, if you don't, then then it is what it is at this point. But if they do, then it, it's worth trading two guys whose ceilings are utility players for a bullpen that has fucking struggled this year. And coming into the year, I mean, honestly, if we had to rank things of what we'd be worried about wouldn't the bullpen be the last thing on the list yes Mm -hmm. and hasn't it been really the biggest reason why this team is not in a sitting in a postseason spot right now yes okay so uh and like we said that's got to be that can't be it 
I mean, Clay Holmes can't be it. Brian Cashman needs to fucking do something. I don't want to hear shit about fucking prices. Do get somebody in here that the fans can be like, okay, that was all right. At least give me that. And I want to say this to wrap up the show. You know that we're not, and I was ranting about analytics, but here's what the thing is, right? I don't hate them for, per se because I think they have a place in, in baseball. I, If I'm a manager, if I'm a front office guy, I want the analytics. I want you to give them to me. Let me make decisions on players, matchups, you know, if I'm torn between two things, two players, I'll look at the, I'll look at what their analytics are. If something grades a little higher, then I'll go with it. But I also want to be able to make moves from my gut, like <clears throat> somebody that might not scream high analytics, but I've seen him play and know he's a grinder and a gamer. Maybe that's a guy I want to go with. But what I'm also tired of is that everybody uses analytics as like this blanket. For when things go wrong. Analytics are not the fucking boogeyman. Analytics aren't like everybody was screaming fucking analytics. They're not the the end all be all. When the Yankees lost yesterday. Analytics are not the fucking reason why the Yankees lost on Sunday. They lost because they put a guy in that couldn't get anybody out. Or Thursday. So, or Thursday, right? So as much as we don't like analytics at times, and especially the way there's such an over-reliance on it from portions of of the fan base that doesn't understand that you play baseball on a field and not on a fucking keyboard, it's also not this big bad boogeyman from the other side that every time the Yankees lose, it's fucking analytics. No. People fuck up and don't do their jobs. It's not fucking analytics all the time. Amen. So, as we say that, <laughs> who do we have next? The Kings of the Analytics, the fucking Tampa Bay Rays, who I think Nelson Cruz has only hit, what, 13 home runs since he's been traded there? <laughs> so, the Yankees are in Tampa as we take a look ahead here. They got three games uh, Tuesday, 7-10, Montgomery versus McClanahan. And you know what? We didn't mention this, but Montgomery, man, he was fucking great he really on Thursday. Was. He even came back, really came even came back after the uh, after the rain delay and still shut the ball. He deserves down. a lot of credit this year. Yeah, and Cortez is back in the rotation Wednesday. Uh, he'll face Michael Waka, uh, who's got a five point one six year rate, but I'm sure he'll shut the Yankees down. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Garrett Cole, uh, one ten, the finale. On uh, Thursday, uh, we'll take on Patino, Patino, who's also got a high year array. I mean, I don't know what to, again, I don't know what to expect. I'd like the Yankees to go out here and win two out of three games, but who the fuck really knows? So Mm -hmm. that's where we're at. if we, you know, we'll talk. If we, if we don't decide to do a little Tampa wrap up, all three of us will definitely be on Patreon at least once this week. So definitely patreon.com slash nyyst. There will be at least one exclusive show there this week. Uh, so please go there, support the show, help keep the show going. Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five star rating and review. Follow us on Twitter at nyy sports talk. Uh, I think this was a, one of our better episodes. Uh, if you didn't, uh, then that's tell us why. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Leave us a five-star rating and tell us why you didn't like the show, but still leave the five-star rating. Yeah. 
Please. Yeah, I'm fine. All right. All right. Okay. I really enjoyed the show. I might hate it when I listen back to it, but I thought this was a really good episode. So we hope that you guys enjoyed it as well. Thank you for your continued support of the show. This has been episode 244 of the NYYST podcast. Thank you very much for listening. SGR, R for oh, Clay Holmes, the former pirate. Arr. Welcome, Holmes. Go, Yanks. Chris, oh, say goodbye. Peace. Yeah.